from the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. Great to be here with you on the BetQL Network, where every game is Game 7. No hot take because on this show, we bring you bets, we bring you sports. We do have breaking news that we'll bring you in a couple moments here as it concerns the Cincinnati Bengals and their star quarterback, Joe Burrow. We'll get through the introductions quickly, though. We're coming to you live today from the usual spots, the Odyssey app, the BetQL app, simulcast on Stadium, 4 to 6 Eastern, YouTube.com backslash Odyssey Sports, Twitch.tv backslash BetQL, radio stations nationwide, including Sirius uh, 160 and XM 205. Ken and I here bringing you the wagertainment. We're talking all things sports betting, proudly presented today and always by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and visit BetMGM.com and do so on an F3, a phenomenal football Friday, November 17th in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. And Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper on X. Now and always at Lockie Lockerson. And on this phenomenal football Friday, we will do you, dear listener and dear viewer, the honor and the privilege of bringing you five phenomenal guests. Those five phenomenal guests, Sam Paniotovich, Nesson Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast, talking NFL, college football, and the old chuckle game coming up for this weekend. Colin Wilson from the Action Network, college football bets for the weekend. The Glass Man, P.J. Glasser. When you hear the glass, it's your bookie's ass. We'll hear the glass coming up in a little bit. P.J. Glasser joins us, giving us bets for the weekend in football. Brad Evans will give us his favorite prop bets for Week 11 in the NFL, host of Live on the Line here on Stadium, one of our stadium teammates. And then the coach, Dave Wanstead, rounds it out. Former NFL and college football head coach. Now does great work with our friends at 670 The Score in Chicago, NBC Sports Chicago, talking the Bears and the Lions and everything else going on on the gridiron this weekend. Plus, we're going to get to all the Joe Burrow injury news coming up in a second. We will spin everything forward coming up with the Bengals. We'll spin everything forward coming up with the Baltimore Ravens who lose Mark Andrews for the year. The Ravens at the Chargers next week. Are the Pittsburgh Steelers the luckiest team of all time? They get the Bengals twice coming up in the next five weeks. We will get to all of it coming up here in hour number one. Two hours from now, we will board the locomotive. Ken Barkley will give us his entire college football card for the weekend. That's two hours from right now. The locomotive will be boarded. Power hour, final hour, featuring all our bets for tonight. Only a couple games tonight in the NHL, but a billion games on the hardwood in the NBA. I got a lot of props coming up that I really like. Happy Goga Biotish night to all who celebrate. We will talk all things NBA coming up in the final hour of the show. And then all our bets coming up week 11, NFL Sunday. We are locked and loaded on a phenomenal football Friday. Always great to start the show with breaking news. We prefer it not to be of a player out for the season, an injured variety here. But major, major, major breaking news in the National Football League. It comes down about 10 minutes ago in real time. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow will under go up. Uh, 
wrist surgery to repair ligaments in his wrist. He is out for the season. So sprained wrist was the uh, was the report in the wake of last night's game when he left the game, obviously. Burrow is done for the year. Jake Browning takes over as the Bengals quarterback. Cincinnati is now 5-5. Five and five, And a lot of questions for the Bengals to answer with Burrow not being listed on the injury report despite there being video and photographic evidence, you know, posted by the team itself on Twitter. In the uh, before the game was played, obviously wearing what everyone's calling a device on his wrist, which I think is really funny. It's just like a brace. I don't know what it's right. a device. Is he a superhero? Like, right. a, like what's it like the Nintendo Power Glove? Like a device? I don't <laughs> understand. So, Ken, that that's the news that we lead the show with yeah, today, and sure. a lot going on in the world of sports. Joe Burrow done for the season for the Cincinnati Bengals, and we can talk all the betting applications of this major breaking news. Yeah, there's there's like a lot to go over. Uh, books have pulled. Uh, you know, most things that would be applied already. I was doing some betting right before we came on the air. Um, so, uh, you know, the the obvious markets that are affected, right? Anything involving the Bengals. Now, the the funny thing about this injury uh, is there, there were two things that are interesting about it. One is, unlike Deshaun Watson, we just did this on Monday, and Monday and Tuesday, rather, when he was out for the season. Unlike Deshaun Watson, this is like the largest possible drop-off you can have from a starter to a backup quarterback. Deshaun misses and PJ Walker, a DTR play. You got everybody coming on, making a case for the Browns still that, Hey, like Deshaun wasn't that good. They were winning a lot of games when he was out. Like it's, it's almost like business as usual for the Cleveland Browns. It's not, but like you get the idea. It's more of like a nuanced conversation. I mean, this is like the grand Canyon in terms of a drop-off. So when he's out, it's the same as like if Patrick Mahomes was out or if like another one, you know, I'm trying to think of like a, Another comp, actually, like, I don't, I don't know if there are any beyond those two that are like, like that are like that. Like Jalen Hurts out, I guess would be another really good one. Like just like the Mariota's like, at least halfway decent. To your point, it's like he's not great. Hurts yeah, is obviously I, a lot better. I sort of hesitated on that one. Where I'm like, Josh I, Allen I guess. to Kyle Allen, I think is also like another oh, sure, one that's that would a good be pretty one. severe. Uh, Justin Herbert to Easton Stick would be, I mean, just like a, I mean, what like it's, I think he's this backup still, right? I think he's still the backup of the Chargers. Tyron like, Taylor are, to Tommy DeVito. These are. <laughs> how about really this one, buddy? How terrible. about this one? Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, yes. Uh, so it's it's as big a jump as you can have. So that interesting thing number one is unlike Deshaun, this one this one really 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 matters, and everyone knows that it matters way more, and it impacts markets more. the The other side of this though is they just lost last night, so they they already put like their fifth loss on the board. So in most markets that are impacted, they're already an afterthought. Any, they weren't going to make the playoffs. They weren't going to win the division. They weren't even occupying any win probability in the division. So like, you know, it's yes, there are a lot of markets affected. You almost like as a better, you hope for seismic news to happen with a team that's involved in everything. So you can go bet the other side or you can go bet the other team or whatever it is. You know, like if we found out today, Lamar Jackson was out for the season and you don't wish injury on anyone, but just a frame like this injury versus others. And you could call, it doesn't even have to be an injury, like a, a suspension. Someone's going to be out of the lineup for an amount of time for any reason, whatever. I just you want it to be something where you can really make a splash and make a lot of bets. And this one, it's a super, super important player. So there are markets impacted, but like they're also out of it anyway. So like you couldn't go run and bet the AFC North today. Like it didn't matter because like the, the Bengals were already the last place in the division in the in the futures market with a long price anyway. Like, yeah, I, I guess you could have bet their win total still, but like you weren't going to bet them to make the playoffs. You were going to bet them to do any of this stuff. You weren't going to bet him to win most valuable player where he dropped to 60 to one after the game last night. Like it was already done. 
So we can talk about a lot of the markets impacted, but this one's interesting because they already lost. They were kind of zeroed out in a bunch of things, but he's so important. There are, I feel like there are still things affected by this. Yeah, I, I think like, and it was like teased on our social media, like uh, right. the BetQL social media and the You Better You Bet social media before the show, like wanted to get our reaction just on Burrow not being listed on the injury report because we had done, like I kind of like blew my top for a couple days over the Arthur right. Smith thing with Atlanta and John Robinson. A lot of people bet the game last night. A lot of people were mad if they bet the Bengals. I, know, I bet the Bengals. Like, I get, but my thing is, like, if you bet the over, you would you would have been mad, except I, it was a lot of scoring anyway, so it didn't matter. <laughs> except it landed 54. <laughs> except it landed no, never 54. mind. I'm not mad anymore. I'm good. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> okay. that, was, uh, that was pretty good. He was 54 points right. in the game. And even, like, Jamar Chase getting a touchdown for fantasy football players yeah. and uh, anytime touchdown betters at the very – an absolute meaningless touchdown there. Um, so just, like, I my sense is – is that the NFL is going to make an example of the Bengals here. Not really like a betting conversation, this part of it, but like a real-life NFL thing. Um, this is now the second high-profile case of this in the last month, Bijan Robinson being the first. I, I absolutely think the NFL is going to come down hard on the Bengals here. Now, I guess like we need a little more, maybe like a little bit more evidence than just like him walking off the plane with that brace on, on his wrist, obviously, because I guess it's just plausible deniability. And do they have pictures of him at practice, like training room logs? Like this is really what it comes down to. It's like mission impossible level stuff, investigation that the NFL is going to do here into whether the Bengals mishandled the injury report here with Joe Burrow. I kind of like, I don't know if the two things are the same. And obviously the Bengals like have to report the two things, right? Just that I'm not as mad at this one because as a better if Burroughs practice isn't full the, the whole week and is listed on the injury report I don't I, I, I would have bet the Bengals still in the game I still would have made the bet they were up 10-7 when he left the game like his literally his final play of the game was the touchdown pass to Mixon and uh and obviously like he hurt his wrist at some point or maybe he aggravated it on that play like I think we're all still waiting for more information here so I I think the NFL is going to make an example out of the Bengals here an example needs to be made because you can't keep having this you can't have this with Bijan you certainly can't have it with Joe Burrow I'm more mad at the Bijan thing because he didn't play in the game like to me that was more egregious than Burrow might surprise people to hear that like obviously the Bengals should have reported this Ken but like I was much more pissed at the Bichon thing you know because he literally didn't play in the game like Burrow played in the game and the intent was for him to play and finish the game obviously right. and he played pretty well while he was in there he literally left with the lead on the road in Baltimore so just that's yeah. that's my thought on the injury part of this the injury report sure. part I, I don't I don't have a lot more to offer here um yeah, like you would know more about kind of what the league is going to do as a result of this from a betting standpoint. Like, would I prefer that player injuries like be made public? Yes, because well, and it's it's there are plenty of sports where that's not the case. But like, if we're going to do it for everybody, then we got to do it for everybody, right? Like, it's just it's really easy to understand. Like, if we're going to go out of our way to have publicly available injury reports for every other player, then if Joe Burrows are, then that has to be on there too. That's like really easy, I think, for everybody to understand. And you're right. Like, maybe we need to have some kind of like giant punishment that dissuades teams from doing this in the future, or at least like makes it, Hey, like you have to start paying attention to this. Like you actually have to start paying attention. So if that happens, it's a good thing. Um, Cause it, again, like it, we don't have to have transparency in betting. Like we actually don't like if anybody bets college sports, there's 0% transparency in any of it. Like you can get like Texas A&M intentionally sent a left-handed quarterback with the same number as their starter on the field last week to warm up to trick everyone into thinking the guy was playing. It was a doppelganger. So like betting markets don't have to be transparent, but the NFL like 
goes out of its way to be like, we're transparent. And if you do that and you have a team break the rules, then you have to punish them. So I totally agree with you there. Um, yeah, we'll wait and see what happens. Uh, a punishment, if it's a draft pick or whatever, would be interesting down the road. From a betting standpoint, like everyone's mad. And sure, like I, I, I don't blame you for being mad. Um, kind of welcome to sports betting. Crazy stuff like this happens all the time and it sucks. And uh, now we can talk about other stuff. Do you, um? let's say last note on this. Let's say, and you liked the Ravens a little bit in the game. Let's yeah, say you I mean, had like liked a couple bucks, whatever. Yeah, but let, I'm just saying, saying, but you liked Baltimore, so it's right. not, I can't be like, well, you liked the Bengals, so. so. But you liked Baltimore in the game. If you had liked Cincinnati, and we've seen this a couple times a season with Trevor Lawrence for the Jaguars, where he's listed on the injury report, but practices in full the entire week, and he's listed, right. and then like he plays on Sunday, he's questionable, and he plays in the game. If you had liked Cincinnati in the game, and Burrow practices, and he's a full participant in practice, and maybe Zach Taylor and Burrow are fielding questions, but they're both like, he's good to go, he's fine— do you, do you think if you had liked the Bengals that that would have dissuaded you? From, and there's no wrong answer to this question. I just don't want to make it like I'm the only voice here that just because I say this means this is what everyone has to think. Like, I still would have bet the Bengals. Like, do you think you would have not bet the Bengals if that had been the case? I, it's I, tough to put myself in the situation. I, I don't like to bet prop overs on guys who are on the injury report. So, like, if I liked Burroughs overs and I knew he had a wrist injury, it would make me less likely to bet his overs. Definitely because there's a chance he doesn't finish the game. And it's just like and he and he's an injury prone player anyway. He's had multiple serious injuries already in his career. Like I just yeah, yeah. like I yeah, if I like Burrow's overs and like all week it's like hey, what's going on with this wrist? Nah, nah, he's fine. I'd be like this is kind of weird. And then by the way, that would get covered a lot more going into the game. They would definitely like have more like, you know, he shows up wearing like this thing on his wrist. It would have been a big deal before the game started probably because everybody would have known he was on the injury report with it. Also, like I don't think the litmus test for whether they broke the rules or not or whether they need to be punished is like would it have changed anyone's bets? Like oh, I also I, I, like, I agree. I don't even, they should get right. punished. This is more of just like a like hey, just like personally, yeah. like how would you have felt as a better in this moment? They should get punished. And actually Tom Pelissero just tweeted this, and like this is all going to get investigated this a minute ago. Uh, Burrow speaking apparently right now says he felt a pop on the touchdown pass to Mixon after landing on his wrist the previous play. That's the touchdown that put the Bengals up 10-7 in the game. Burrow acknowledged wearing a compression sleeve on the wrist while traveling, but said that he does that from time to time, and this is a quote, completely new injury. Now look, he could he could be full of it and covering, obviously. Who knows. Right. Documents are probably being destroyed as we speak. Oh, right. Yeah. Michigan's going to fire another assistant coach as a result of this. I don't, who knows? So, yeah, I just I, like I it's an it's interesting and it'll be interesting to see what happens to them. But, yeah, like this just look, I mean, just to be honest, like betters get mad about everything. Everybody wanted yeah. everything refunded for Mark Andrews last night. Yeah. Like everyone's dumb. Cause like, cause betting is all new to a lot of people and it's like you, you get really emotional and you don't know how to react when stuff happens that you weren't anticipating. And this is something that happened that you weren't anticipating and you can get really mad after the fact, but like, guess what's going to happen 10 billion more times in every yep. sport that you bet. And the NFL tries to be the most transparent about it, which is why like, this is interesting because it's the, it's the one sport that's like, and the NBA is trying to get a lot better at this too. Like letting you know in advance when guys are going to play or not, they're, they're trying and because they're in bed with sports books, they like feel like they need to be trying probably. And there's a lot of pressure. Um, but like this is I just as someone who's bet for a while, like I I don't care. Like I just don't care. Like penalize them. Great. Chalk up another one of this like crazy injury things that happened. Wish I knew beforehand. Also, I bet college sports sometimes where I don't know anything beforehand unless I get tipped off. So like another one of those. But yeah, like I get why everyone's mad. Sports betting's new and the NFL is trying to be transparent. So they'll probably punish them.
And we'll and we'll just say to people that are new, like there's a reason why it's called gambling and not sure thing. Nothing's a sure thing. You make the bet, like you live with the result or don't make the bet. Like get over it. Like you want to do this, you're gonna like Ken said, you'll face this a million more times in every single sport that you bet. On the other side, all the betting implications, all the betting breakdowns, all the markets impacted by Joe Burrow's season-ending injury. To the outside, reaching down, making the grab and taking it to the end zone goes Joe Mixon. So his great night continues, makes the grab there, throw a little bit low, little celebration in the end zone, and the Bengals take the lead. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. And that was Joe Burrow's final pass of the 2023 season, a touchdown to Joe Mixon. Uh, then on the sideline, we would see clips of Burrow trying to throw, unable, kind of like reading lips, maybe felt a pop. Said after the game is brain wrist, and people are like, ah, you know, we'll see. And then announced literally like 15 minutes before we come out on the air, uh, Joe Burrow done for the season, going to undergo surgery for ligaments in his wrist. Nick and Ken here, you better. You bet on a phenomenal football Friday. Uh, great guests are coming up. All our bets for tonight are coming up. Our bets coming up for Week 11 National Football League Sunday in the final hour, power hour of the show. But for now, Ken, let's, let's stay on the breaking news here with Joe Burrow done for the year. And I guess there's like a number of places that we can go. Like the Bengals were not going to win the division, obviously. They were plus 1,700 to win the division prior to the news that Burrow was going to be done for the year. Three games behind Baltimore. Ravens with the head-to-head sweep. Like it was not going to happen as far as the division is concerned. Now likely not a wild card berth for the Bengals as well. I guess the, the first thing that I thought of was next week's game against Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh sure. has them twice coming up in the next five weeks. And Pittsburgh gets DTR on Sunday as like the Steelers like luck box season continues here and maybe they'll just turn out to be really good. Um, where where did your mind go first? What are some markets that you think are interesting for us to discuss in the wake of Burrow being done for the season? Uh, the first thing is I did is I bet several thousand dollars on the Steelers to make the playoffs, uh, and those prices have moved eighty cents or more since then. Uh, that was the immediate first thought was um maybe they lose this weekend and makes it a tough bet right because like you might make this you might make this bet and they might lose and and then what do you do but they're the team that's the most impacted by what happened they probably gained god i mean i can't even imagine how much win probability in two games as much as you can gain from a single injury they gained in two games i mean they you, like up there and let's be honest like they should be rated like a bad team they're gonna they were gonna go to cincinnati and be like seven point dogs in the game now they might go to cincinnati and be favored like that's the, I mean, it's just like, that's the difference. You can't have a bigger difference than that. Like, so just, they had an easy schedule they play New England and Arizona. Like they can't, they, like it's there, they can mess this up because they're bad, but like, there's no reason they should mess this up. <laughs> like there's just no reason. And they could lose this week. And I, I would never say, I hope that happens, but like, if it did, I would still be really confident that they would make, cause this week is almost like. It's all like you get like free roll a game. Maybe you get another win in addition to the five that you already have on your schedule. Um, so I, I jammed them to make the playoffs. That was the first thing I did when it came out. I see a lot of like 220, 240, 250 to make now. That's probably closer. They were much more like a very small favorite to make it prior to this happening in a lot of places. So that was a mistake. There are other teams whose playoff odds are also impacted by it. Because again, like you might be like, well, it's just one game. 
whatever. Yeah, it's one game where now you're like 70% more to win than you were. But like, it's like, it's, it's insanely valuable. Also, when they start losing, who's to say that everybody else keeps playing? Like, wh like what's going to happen here? As of now, they still have their first round pick. Why would they try to win now? Like, they'll try to win the first couple because, like, you could maybe still make the playoffs or something. Like, last four games, you're trying? Really? That's what's going to happen here? Are we sure? Jamar Chase going to play those games? He's got a back injury already. Trey Hendrickson going to play those games? He's got a knee injury already. Like, we, we sure about that? Is T. Higgins going to come and, back? And, and, and by the way, Higgins playing for a con Higgins did not get a contract extension. He's going to be a free agent. Right. Like, you can see this is a house of cards that's easy to see coming, and it doesn't have to play out that way. But the seeds are sown here for, like, them to just, like, they're just, they could just lose out. Could just lose out. So, other, and it's, even if I'm wrong, the markets for the games that they play are obviously as impacted as any injury you could possibly have. We talked about Pittsburgh already. So, that's obviously one of them. Uh, the other teams that are impacted that I think are interesting. The first one is they play the Browns at home the last game of the season. It is possible the Browns are going to need that game for a playoff spot. And we've talked about the AFC playoffs a lot. Like, I think we identify Pittsburgh and Cleveland as these kind of phony teams that maybe shouldn't get these spots because we don't really like them. And we're trying to figure out of like Burrow and Allen. I mean, we were doing this earlier in the week. Burrow and Allen and Herbert and Rodgers, if he comes back. Like, oh, look at these awesome teams that could all make it. And what's what this injury does is it kind of puts like a big wall up preventing those teams from getting in because now these bad teams get fake games against Jake Browning to, to make the playoffs and sneak in ahead of the teams that honestly we kind of want to see in the playoffs instead because it'd be more exciting. It actually, it actually keeps things way, way more stable, which is funny to say about an injury. It's like, it's like an attempt to keep things exactly as they are because these AFC North teams that are in get a huge break. So Cleveland plays Cincinnati the last game. Their playoff odds are impacted. They've also been bet out a lot. Uh, the Vikings are another team that's been impacted by this a lot. They really have the inside track to the seven seed anyway. It would be like them versus a second team from the NFC South. So whoever of New Orleans and Atlanta you don't like very much that's not going to win the division, that's their stiffest competition for that spot. And like Stafford's back this week. The Rams would have like an outside shot also. But the Vikings way have the inside track. And now you take a game on their schedule. And you make it way, way, way easier when they had the inside track anyway. They're way more likely to make the playoffs now. There are other teams that are impacted that are like sort of more out or in. Kansas City's, you know, going to be a big favorite against everybody. Okay, sure. Um, more likely like to be the one seed, maybe. Right. Like, but but a really small, you know, because like one seed is you're competing against everybody, right? For like, you know, just it's the, the like at Jacksonville. Okay, like maybe Jacksonville really needed the game. Maybe they don't. It's a little flimsier, like uh, of a case. But I think th the biggest thing for me is these other AF these two other AFC North teams that are just they're just gonna win more games, and that's gonna prevent some of the teams that you know people like have come on the show and been like, I don't think Buffalo's dead yet, or oh man, if like Rogers came back, the Jets could do something, or maybe the Chargers aren't a whatever makes it harder for all those teams to make it because you're just going to hand the Steelers wins and you're going to hand the Browns the final, really the final week of the season, the bank, Jake Browning and the Bengals are getting up for that game beat Cleveland when they need a playoff spot. What is that point spread? If like Cleveland, since I starts sitting guys, Cleveland's seven and a half on the road, something like that. I mean, it's just like, that's what it's going to be at some point. And so these teams are just, we were hoping to almost unlock them from these playoff spots because there were other interesting teams. And now you almost, they're just more firmly entrenched. They're just more likely to make it. And we're probably not getting rid of any of them. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken, phenomenal football Friday. Joe Burrow done for the season for the Cincinnati Bengals with his, with his wrist injury. Um, so 
Let's have a Jake Browning conversation briefly, and we can spin this forward to next week's games. We can talk about the Ravens also, sure. like losing Mark Andrews for the season. Um, so Browning comes in, and by the way, like this is, well, I would say the primary reason is because we get paid to work all year round, so like we're going to do shows in the preseason also. But the other reason why we're doing all these shows in the preseason and why we cover the preseason games the way we do. So Burrow hurts the calf, right, in at the beginning of training camp, and we're talking about the quarterback battle for the Cincinnati Bengals at the time in the preseason being Jake Browning and Trevor Simeon. And, like, how many times did you and I have the— again, this is less a betting thing and more just like a real-life, like, hey, what the hell were you guys thinking thing? How many times did you and I have the conversation, like, this can't be what it is if Burrow's going to have this calf injury and, like, Burrow's injury-prone? You can't go into the season with one one of these two guys as, like, the next guy up if Burrow's going to be out for a while. And they did. And now here's Jake Browning and, like, good luck, Cincinnati. Like, great job, Bengals, here, not getting a better backup quarterback here behind Joe Burrow. With that being said, I—listen. I sound like could Listen. Okay. Browning's not great. He's obviously, like, a hundred times worse than Burrow. I'm not arguing that he's even close to Burrow. Is this a he's not that bad combo? Is that what this is about to be? I I think it might be like, I'll say this. I think he looked last night better than I expected him to look. I don't think he looked great. And obviously they were not going to win the game. Can he maybe be like semi-competent enough like to keep them reasonably close in game? They do have like pretty good offense, good receivers to throw to, assuming Higgins comes back, at least early in the process before they shut everybody down. Look, I'm, I'm trying to play devil's advocate here just to cover all outcomes, right? If he's like an average quarterback, it's less like can the Bengals make the playoffs? Like, no. Like, you're 100% right with everything you said. Maybe like on a game-by-game basis, like can they, can they cover some spreads here with Jake Browning, I guess, is where I would go. And maybe he is I mean, a little yeah, better they, than we thought. Can, I, so I I try not to be like, I think this quarterback's good or bad. Like, I just, I'm not the X's and O's EPA guy. Like, I just don't care. Uh, it's like a massive adjustment to a team that has to be made. And it's fair to make that big adjustment. So, like, whether he ends up being a little better than the big adjustment, sure. Like, I, who knows? I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea if he's going to end up being any good. We haven't really seen him do this at all. Yeah, he came in. I mean, I... You said you thought he looked better than these. He looked about as I expected. He got sacked a ton. He didn't really complete a lot of passes, and they were in prevent on the final drive. Like, I, okay, like uh, impressed. I don't know. I don't know if I was impressed. It's also an impossible situation to be put in, you know. So, like, I, I don't even know if I know anything about Jake Browning yet. But I, I mean, like, just like logical reasoning, he's way worse. And so, my only concern is. When he, when someone who's way worse than the starter comes in, then how do I reinterpret like all of the markets that are open? So like whether he's 10% better or worse, or they cover a number by a half point or not, like you could be right about all that stuff. I'll just be honest, like not my concern, not my concern. I don't have, I don't have an opinion about whether he's better. You could definitely be right. And they're going to be really big underdogs. If this thing like really goes nuts in the final four to six weeks where they start like losing a bunch of games by big margins. Those point spreads are going to start to be really big against certain teams. I mean, they play the Chiefs in a game. What's that number going to be now? I think that game's at Arrowhead, too. It is. What's that, On 14? New Year's Eve. I mean, I just, what is it, 17? Like, what? what is it supposed to be? How many points is Jake Browning scoring against the Chiefs? Seven? I mean, just like, that's what the, that's the numbers we're talking about. So can he cover those numbers? Sure. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll see when we get there what the markets are like. But, like, should I be bullish on the Bengals? with Jake Browning in place of Joe Burrow, which I think is kind of the devil's advocate case. Never. Burrow's one of the most important players in the league. You're replacing him with a bad backup. Maybe he's a slightly better than bad backup, but that's all it is. 
Yeah, it's, a, it's not 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 great right now for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, is there anything left to do here with with the Burrow part of this? Or we want to spin this forward to oh, next yeah. week and talk a little Baltimore Ravens. Oh, I got way more. Oh, I'm what just getting started. Uh, so some things that happened last night that were really good for me and my positions and are now like done. Uh, Burrow can't win MVPs out for the year. Jamar Chase can't win offensive player of the year. Those were two players that were ahead of my Cowboys players in MVP and offensive player of the year. And their win probability went to my guys, which was great. So I really, really liked that this happened, like that that they lost the game last night. The injury is like a really unfortunate thing, and I like Burrow, and I like watching him. But them losing the game last night, and then this happening is like, it was really good for Dak, and it was really good for CeeDee Lamb. Like, cool, knock out the player above him. Now they move up a spot. Lamb's, nine, Lamb's 10, 11 to 1 in a couple places now. You know what he was three days ago? 45. There was one place that had 75. This, like, I don't root for injuries. This happening was great for bets that I made. It was great for it. So that's thing number one. Those two players became way more. Then that's why there was a ticking clock on this stuff. This was the week to do it. Now, now, like, now, like, hey, hey, Ken, would you still? No, I wouldn't bet any of this stuff anymore. Wouldn't bet it. And we're going to talk about it next week. Wouldn't bet it then either. Like, this was the entry point. Now we've gotten a positive outcome for Cowboys bets. That's great. Now we're, like, sitting pretty. Let's see what happens this week against Carolina. So that's thing number one. The other thing is we talked about some of the teams that were impacted uh, in terms of, like, to make the playoffs. But just, like the the idea of okay like is playing the Bengals once enough to make me bet you to make the playoffs with some of these other teams right so we like went through the teams I talked about betting Pittsburgh to make it they play them twice and they have a good record anyway like is it worth because this is a bet I did not make and it didn't move like Steelers moved Browns moved some places just pulled anything with like make the playoffs with these teams involved which is probably the right idea is it worth betting the Vikings to make at like the current market price with the idea that now, like they kind of get a game now and it's tough because they're a bigger dog than the Steelers are this week. They're two and a half. I think it's going to go to three, maybe even if Jefferson doesn't play in the game. I think that's what's like holding this up a little bit. I think Denver might close three. Like, do you really want to bet the Vikings to make right? And Jefferson's listed questionable. Do you really want to bet the Vikings to make headed into like a loss? like a game that they're not projected to win, but knowing that down the road, now you get a win really in all likelihood. Like, I mean, the, the Vikings are very, very likely to win that game. Now that's the one that I just, I like almost clicked the button and I wasn't quite sure. Like they're about minus 200, I think to make in a couple places more, right now. And maybe more. that's even moved while we've been on the break. Well, that's, yeah, that's it's, more. It, it's not going to be the same everywhere. Like it's not going to be like, so these are all 60, 70 cents offs in some places still. So like the resetting is still taking place. Um, that was one where I was like, maybe, but, like I, like I kind of like the more I think about the game, I kind of like Denver in the game. And like, do I really? Am I really going to bet the Vikings going to? I'll just bet them next week. Like they'll lose, and the market will reset again, and maybe I'll bet them then. That was the one team. Jacksonville, I guess, would be the other one. Like, do you want to bet them to make? Usually, I would never do this off one game, but it's literally like a win becomes a loss for basically almost all the teams on the schedule from a win probability standpoint. Like some, maybe that is worth betting the way some of this stuff's right. The Vikings were the one that tripped me up. Yeah, I wonder if like if there's anything left to do with Pittsburgh other than just make the playoffs. Where if they win this week and go to seven and three, two more wins coming up against against Cincinnati. Like does does, does Pittsburgh ever win the division? Baltimore is obviously ahead of them, but the Steelers already have a head-to-head win over the Baltimore Ravens as well. Um, I think like Pittsburgh becomes like really interesting, which is really annoying because I think they stink. But right, luck, they'll luck, lose in the first round boxing. to somebody. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be they'll host a game and they'll lose, and that's great. So yeah, like the regular season markets are kind of way, but like you can't. I, I guess uh, one other thing it does, especially for Pittsburgh, like it it keeps T.J. Watt in the defensive player of the year conversation for sure because they're gonna have a good record. Like this, like really like helps. It, again, like I'm not saying it's a hundred percent they beat 
Cincinnati, but like their win probability, their projected wins got way better. So if it gets way better then the guy that they have that can win an award got more likely to win an award or at least stays in the conversation. And then Garrett, obviously, at the end of the year, gets like a showcase game against a bad quarterback. And, and if Garrett's able to get defensive player of the year, but the Steelers have the gaudy one loss record, maybe, maybe Mike Tomlin steps into, uh, into the place for coach of the year if Dan Campbell right. and the Lions stumble. We'll do more on this coming up on the other side. Hour one, Nick and Ken, you better, you bet. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Phenomenal football Friday, Nick and Ken, BetQL Network. 20 minutes from now, we'll be simulcast by our friends at Stadium, and we'll welcome a bunch of great guests to the program to get you set to bet and win this weekend on the National Football League and college football. Sam Paniadovich, Colin Wilson, and PJ Glasser will join us next hour on the show. But for now, we continue to dive into Joe Burrow's season-ending injury for the Cincinnati Bengals. And in case you missed it, uh, it is official. Joe Burrow done for the year. Uh wrist surgery for report repair ligaments in the wrist for Burrow done for the year Jake Browning takes over as Cincinnati's backup quarterback uh, a couple other things to hit and then we'll spin this forward to next week uh, when the Bengals take on the Pittsburgh Steelers and then the Baltimore Ravens who looks like we got like a they got a pretty decent piece of news on Mark Andrews uh, maybe Mark Andrews not done for the year cracked fibula and ankle ligament injury still believed to be a long-term injury the team said Baltimore will consult with a doctor next week for more information but like John Harbaugh had said definitely season over for Mark Andrews this report makes it seem like maybe Mark Andrews will be back at some point and like obviously like if you like them to win the Super Bowl you'd prefer them to have Mark Andrews as opposed to the second year tight end Isaiah Likely Ravens uh, take on the Chargers next week in Los Angeles on Sunday night football we'll get to both those games coming up in a moment but just a couple of um, season-long things here Ken let's talk coach of the year right now and we mentioned this going to break right where the Steelers still play the Bengals twice this year and their odds to win those games win probability obviously increasing a lot with Jake Browning going to be the quarterback as opposed to Joe Burrow and yesterday on the show P squared B squared NFL awards we're saying, like, you know, if if the Lions are going to stumble here at any point and they're not going to have this gaudy one-loss record, it opens the door for maybe another candidate to win. Ken, you identified Mike Tomlin as one of those candidates. Uh, now the Steelers are much more likely to win two of their remaining games, and they get DTR and the Cleveland Browns coming up on Sunday. Mike Tomlin currently 16-1 to at BetMGM to win Coach of the Year. Uh, thoughts on this market, and then we can get a big-picture uh, thought on the AFC as well. Yeah, I didn't. So I didn't bet it when I saw the injury. I, I thought of it, I think, just like you thought of it. It's just uh, it's a little tough, right? Because like he can still win a lot and still not win the award. Whereas like but uh, it's there's something more binary, right? If the Steelers win a lot, they make the playoffs. You can make that bet. Like if they win, it's not like the league can say you don't make it. But if they win a lot of games, the league can say, actually, people voted for this other coach instead, even though you won a lot of games. So it's not like a one-to-one thing where it's like if they're going to win more, their win probability in games is going to go up, then he's more likely to win. Because I don't know how how voters would compare, let's say, like a 12-5 and Pittsburgh Steelers team with a 14-3 and Detroit Lions team. Or a 12 and 5 Pittsburgh Steelers team with an 11 and 6 Minnesota Vikings team with Josh Dobbs as the quarterback or something like that. Like, I, I don't know who wins. And there might be somebody listening who's like, oh, Tomlin wins in that situation. You don't know that. We don't know that. Campbell was ahead everywhere at midseason with O'Connell getting like some pub from a lot of places because he had done a really good job. But like, let's see what happens. So, Tomlin, like, as, as much as it can be a really incredible season, it was a really incredible season as the midway point, and he won zero. So that doesn't mean that, like, if it's, like, really incredible second half, two, now he has to win. 
Like, I don't, that's not how it works. Like, I, I don't see any indication that he's ahead or that he's the second choice or anything like that. I think Dan Campbell is clearly ahead. I think O'Connell is clearly the second choice. So maybe Mike Tomlin's more likely to win. But my problem is, like, they can win a lot, and I still would never say with certainty or even confidence, especially if we're talking about, like, you know, 11 and 6, 10 and 7, like those kinds of seasons. I don't have a clue if he would beat out O'Connell or Campbell. I actually think he would not in those situations. And the perception honestly might be, well, look how easy the schedule got. Didn't have to do anything. Like just had to show up and beat these backup quarterbacks, like less of an accomplishment, which is unfair, but that's how this narrative stuff works. So it's an interesting bet in an interesting market, but like, I can't say with confidence, like you should go bet this. Like I, I, I don't, I have no feel for how Tomlin fits into the other coaches. My sense is that he is behind them right now. And they're also uh, they're also underdogs coming up on Sunday and their game at DTR in the to be uh, fair, like a one point underdog. To be fair, yeah. but but like, they're still underdogs. I mean, barely an underdog, right? Yeah, it's still underdogs. Well, they're not underdogs they're like underdogs. the Raiders are underdogs for betting Antonio Pierce, for example, right? Yeah, uh, I am very happy that Antonio Pierce won a Super Bowl for my favorite team. I would not bet him to an NFL Coach of the Year in the year of our Lord two thousand twenty. Seems unlikely. To happen. Uh, it seems yeah. unlikely to happen. Oh, as opposed to the Super Bowl, which did happen. And it was glorious. Uh, you had a bigger picture thought on the AFC, Ken, in the wake of the Burrow season-ending injury. Yeah, I mean, just let's let's like look at our likely playoff teams right now, and they all became more likely as a result of this injury. Kansas City, a little more likely to get the one. They play Cincinnati later in the season. Baltimore gets the win last night. They're more likely to be the two. They can, they can pass Kansas City. I just don't think that's very likely. Uh, Jacksonville, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Houston. Cincinnati's removed as like a contending team. Vegas is like the next team up there. Probably not. Indy does for what it's worth. Indy does play Cincinnati and they're five and five. Like maybe they get in, but like, okay, put Indianapolis. And my point here is just, does anybody else like look at this, this standings and just think, okay, cool. Like congratulations, Kansas city on making it to the super bowl. Like congratulations. You win. You just win. Just don't get hurt. And you win. And be like, well, Baltimore. Well, Baltimore apparently might have just lost their best pass catching weapon last night, too. So they got hurt also. And like, I know you said, like, well, it's a little more optimistic, and you're right. I mean, he has a cracked fibula and an ankle ligament injury. <laughs> like, this isn't, it's not like, oh, actually, the x rays were negative. Like, it's still really bad. And he still, he still may not play in the postseason. We'll that see. reads like back just like, out, like, may, maybe back for like the divisional rounds of the playoffs is how that reads right. to me. Maybe. To be fair the AFC championship when they go to Arrowhead, which is like a very, very, by the way, if this is that group, a very likely slash reasonable AFC championship game is Lamar going to Arrowhead to play Mahomes. Um, So like, it's not that the Kansas City Chiefs like can't lose to somebody. It's just, we're right now we're excluding, like, think about this. They're like the teams that have given Mahomes trouble ever in his postseason career. Okay, like Burrow, most obvious one by far. Great, he's out. They're not going to make it. So, okay, there's one giant obstacle for Mahomes. Josh Allen and the Bills gave him a really difficult game in the division round. They're out too. Who who else would you like to? I mean, just so... What's Tom Brady It's all on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens? Like, that's who it's on? Is Brady coming back? Is Brady coming back? Well, that was my whole point. The only other guy was Tom Brady. (laughs) So it's just like, okay. And cool, there's a couple teams on the other side that would like another crack at him, San Francisco and Philadelphia, and they'll probably get it in the Super Bowl. But, like... I know they're only like two to one to win the AFC. Doesn't it feel like it's way more likely than that now? <laughs> Does it? I mean, is it my crazy? Doesn't it just like, are they just going to make it again? And maybe they're gonna, I, like, we, and, and then if they played somebody, like, would you, would you bet the, and we're going to see them play the Eagles. I don't know if there's anything that can happen in this game. That's going to say when they play again and it's in the postseason that I'm going to like the Eagles. 
or that if the Niners play them again, I'm going to pick Brock Purdy over Mahomes. Like, I'm just not going to do that. And we've done this a lot this year, but now like we're removing teams from the tournament that give Mahomes any trouble at all. We're just, they're not even in. They're just not even in anymore. <laughs> like I just So it's like, all right, now what are we doing? Like Miami had their chance on a neutral, couldn't get it done. Now you're going to go to their place and win? I just, really? Like that's what I have to count on for this bet not to cash? I don't know. And it's, it's, it's funny because like you could bet it and then they lose to the Eagles and the price probably gets better. It's a non-conference game, but the Ravens would be more likely to be the one. I just, I look at these teams that are going to make it and I go, wait, no Burrow, no Allen. I mean, no Rodgers, I guess, would be another way to put it, just because he's, like, been in the tournament a bunch. Just you're removing all these guys, and you're replacing them with DTR and Kenny Pickett and just, and, you know, Stroud. Really? Like, really? <laughs> like this is this is what it is? It feels like a cakewalk for the Chiefs to go to the AFC title game and win, probably. So I don't, that, was, that was the only other thing I thought is just, if we're going to lock in these teams, then we're going to lock in the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. That's what it feels like. I think like maybe like the best case scenario would be Kansas City doesn't get the one seed and you get a better price on them like entering the playoffs because I I don't care where they have to go on the road to win like they go on the to go road to Baltimore. To Baltimore. I, I don't would, want I wouldn't want them anywhere else I'm good. I don't really want them to go to Baltimore. Be a small point spread. Who would you bet to win the game? Well, I bet the I bet the Chiefs but like I don't even want to have to get to the game and have to bet them. Like I want to bet 2 to 1 and coast. That's what I'd like to do. <laughs> like, I want them to be seven in every game, which they will be probably if they host the game. The Ravens-Chiefs game will be less than that. Like, if if Kansas City hosted Baltimore and it was the AFC Championship game. Let's say Andrews like, doesn't play. Ch- Chiefs four? Yeah, Chiefs four. four and a half? Yeah. Four, I was going to say. Something like yep. that? Probably not six. Ravens rating is, like, really, really good right now still. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just If you want to bet Lamar Jackson in that road playoff game... You have my blessing. Like, I'll take the guy who wins every time. You better. You bet with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal football Friday. All right. Jake, uh, see if we can bring the music up here, please. Let's talk about the two games coming up next week. Um, they're obviously, like, no market open. I haven't seen one, at least, to reopen for the Bengals and the Steelers for next week. Um, the Ravens play at the Chargers next Sunday night football. And look, maybe Mark Andrews is back at some point this season. And it, it ain't going to be next Sunday night uh, in Los Angeles against against the Chargers. Ken, do you have a projected point spread for us for the Ravens and the Chargers next Sunday night football in primetime? Uh, I, I don't think it's ever going to be Ravens 3. The look-aheads are 3.5. You could also tell me it's more than that. Because like the Chargers have no home field advantage, so I think I think the look aheads have it pretty close. I, this is how I kind of would create the market too. Uh, not a field goal, and maybe more and more kind of depends on like a couple other factors. But uh, but yeah, something like that I think makes a lot of sense. Doesn't make me want to bet anything. Yeah, if it were Ravens three, I think like people would be like uh, like like pushing each other over in the streets to bet Baltimore to lay three on the road at the Chargers, like in- including me if that were the case. Uh, agree completely. Ravens more than three. I guess the interesting one will then be the the Bengals and the Steelers, um, and we'll see what happens with Pittsburgh on Sunday. But this will be Jake yep. Browning's first start. It will come at home for what it's worth. So the Bengals will host the Steelers coming up in the Queen City next week. Uh, Jake Browning starts against Pittsburgh. I I guess like. How similar is this point spread going to be to the one coming up on Sunday with the Browns and the Steelers with DTR starting? Uh, yeah, really similar. A very small number. The look-aheads, uh, and not that they have to be right, but just like a frame of comparison because there's been a quarterback injury. The look-aheads were like uh, since he five and a half, six, I think something like that in, uh, six in the game. Be my so, yep. 
Yeah. So if you so if you tell me, and again, it could have opened totally different. Like the five and a half has no money bet into it. It's like a guess by some guy at a sports book. But uh, but like it at least gives you an idea for okay, like what is a reasonable, what range is a reasonable adjustment for this? Yeah, it's uh, sub three either way, and I don't know which way. Like if you told me it was Steelers one at close, would I be surprised? No. If you told me it was Bengals two at close, would I be surprised? No. Um, it's going to be a small point spread game, but like. In a small point spread game, this is this this is the Steelers' wheelhouse the entire year is winning games like this. Like you you wouldn't like them plus two against Jake Browning or plus one against Ray. Of course I would. And I don't even I don't that's not even an opinion on Jake Browning. It's just a situation the Steelers have thrived in, and they'll have an advantage because Jake Browning's probably really bad. And 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 the Browns better equipped than the Bengals in a situation like this because the Browns defense is a lot better than Cincinnati's defense. Yeah. Like that that'll hurt the Bengals also. Yeah. Because I, I could see people being like, well, but, well, you don't like the Bengals, you don't like the Steelers on Sunday against the Browns. Well, like the two things are not the same, the Browns defense and the Bengals defense. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. We'll welcome great guests to the show next hour to talk Burrow and give us bets for this weekend. First up, our friend Sam Paniotovich from Nesson Fox Sports and the Chicken Dinner Podcast. <laughs> 